0: Hi, hello, and welcome into another edition of Hatter Chatter, the podcast presented by Inside Credit Union. I'm your host, Ricky Hazel, and I am joined by a Stetson original, a Stetson fan favorite, (laughs) one of our favorite people in all of Stetson athletics, women's basketball coach Lynn Bria. Coach Bria, how are you doing today?
1: Hey, Ricky, I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh,
0: it's my pleasure. My pleasure. So I know you're from a big family, big Italian family. Lots of brothers and sisters. Well, you're one of yeah. nine. Yes. So how mm. how is everybody doing? I mean, first of all, in this pandemic, mm. I'm, I'm sure they're scattered all over the country. How's your family doing?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always said my dad wanted to own a baseball team, but he couldn't figure he couldn't afford it, so he just had one. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they're doing well. I appreciate you asking. They're they're you know they're like everybody else in the country, just kind of wondering what's really going to happen and where this is all going to go, but. We're, you know, my mom's 86 right now, and and we're we're just we do we just we've all been real smart about what we do and right. where we go, and um, we're just practicing, you know, the safety measures. And I think um, so far, thank God, everything's been fine. Um, all of my siblings have been fine, so um, you know, I, I think we just. Uh, been really fortunate in that regard, you know, but I think if you do what the guidelines say, then your, your chances are, are minimal, not that they're zero, but they're a lot less than, uh, than not going by what they're asking us to do.
0: So I know your mom and one of your sisters lives here in Florida and and I'm Mm -hmm. sure y'all are in close contact. How, uh, how are you staying in touch with the rest of your family?
1: Yeah, we basically, well, basically just phone calls and FaceTime, you know, um, that's, and then, uh, I do have a sister that's coming down. It's gonna, uh, we're going to meet up with that lives in West Virginia. Cause we don't want to go all the way up there because sure. we don't want to fly. So, um, it's going to be nice that she's traveling and she wants to see my mom, of course. But most of my family is actually right in this area. It's in Volusia County. Oh, so wow. I have actually have, uh, four sisters here and a brother. Oh, wow. plus my mom. So it makes it real nice, you know, that they're all right here.
0: So you're from Smithers, West Virginia. Tell me about mm-hmm. Smithers, yeah. West
1: Virginia. <laughs> Good luck finding that on the, even yeah. on the map. Yeah, it's Only like what it's 30, 30,
0: thirty miles <laughs> southeast of
1: Charleston. There it is. That's right. That's right. That's exactly – It's it, It's in a little. It's in Fayette County. Yeah. Uh, it's a small town. It's actually uh, growing up there. It was a big coal mining town. Right. And so both of my grandfathers were coal miners, and um, so that's how they they got the Smithers. Uh, actually I think they still have a coal mine there that, that runs, but, um, that's how they, they, they got there and that's how my parents met was both of their dads were in the coal mines. But, um, yeah, I still have a brother in Smithers, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I do. He still lives there. And then actually a lot of my, um, cousins and aunts and uncles are still either in Smithers or, or Charleston. Um, uh, so right around that area, but it's also not far from, it's interesting, um, uh, Bell, West Virginia. Most people have heard of or Rand, West Virginia. Bell, Rand area. Where Everybody knows where Randy Rand is. Moss, yes, where Randy Moss is from. Um, so and uh, Jason, um, this is the last Williams. name. Yes, Jason that right where he's from. So I'm probably I don't know probably it's probably 15 minutes away from from where they're they're from and and Rand and Bell are just as small as Smithers. Mm-hmm. So very similar towns. <laughs> so,
0: but you went to Charleston to high school, right?
1: Did yeah? Well, we moved. We moved to uh, South Charleston when I was um, when I was ten. My dad actually worked for a big company called Union Carbide. Okay, and it was a big chemical company there, and um, yeah, we moved when I was ten because he got tired of traveling from Smithers, um, True. In, in to Charleston to work. So when I was ten, we moved. So, um, and it was probably one of the best things that happened to me because, um, you know, in regard to sports mm-hmm. and competitiveness. It's much more competitive in Kanawha County, sure. much more competitive. And um, so I really enjoyed. you know, even though I miss my friends and family in Smithers, I really enjoyed uh, getting an opportunity to um, to play in sports that were a little more organized and a little more competitive.
0: So you uh, went to Charleston Catholic, right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And- yeah, I had a great, great time there, great career. I loved it there. Some of my closest friends are still my high school friends. Sure. Um, you know, so it was really good. Played for it. Big Italian guy, you know, he was uh, his name was Frank Scagnelli. All right, the boy, was he ever he's Italian through, and Rocky Calabrese was his assistant, so kind of had the Italian connection. Right yeah. yeah, so uh, it was great, it's a great experience, you know, going to Catholic school, and and we were really really good, so you know, it, it helped playing with great having other great players, and um, and, and uh, and then at that time, too, AAU was really just starting, so all I got right. to be on the first ever AAU team. Uh, there in Charleston.
0: So I know you played basketball and really good at basketball, but what else did you play?
1: I also played tennis. I played tennis. Uh, and Actually, uh, tennis, I played tennis and basketball uh, in, uh, in college. Actually, uh, Christoph and I talk about that a lot. I tell him that my first love was actually tennis because wow. I grew up at a very young age playing tennis. We were tennis players and swim. we were swimmers. Um, so I swam competitively, played softball there for a while, um to so i just really we're just a sports family right. like all of my whole family we we're sports junkies um you know i i and i've told you this i think before i'm a big it's football junkie yeah. like i love college football you know I, I college game day like i i get i, I know i record it make sure i watch <laughs> it and you know um so uh, obviously i would do everything around you know Stetson football when they play right. on saturdays and of course my beloved mountaineers as well so um, but I, we, we just love sports, but I, I still love tennis to this day. My dad played tennis and, um, as a family, it was something we could all do. Imagine, so we all played. I yeah. we
0: nine kids. Y'all were at games all the time. Yeah,
1: that's all. Well, you know, I think, I think my parents figured it out. You've put kids in sports. It's kind of a babysitting service for you. So, <laughs> you know, and you, you didn't have to pay for it. So it was something they could, they could do. And, and, uh, you know, they, uh, it helped them kind of raise us so um it was it was fun though it's really fun but even just playing in my own backyard I mean we would do that all the time sure so who was the most
0: athletic of the siblings I mean there's nine of you there's had to been a lot of competition
1: well you know my I would say I would have to say I hate to say it I hope he doesn't listen to this because he'll love it but my oldest brother um he played football at Virginia Tech okay um yeah he played at, at Virginia Tech um so my oldest brother and my my parents, they were big Hokey fans, too, when he played. But uh, he was a very, very good player. I would have to say he was probably the most athletic and most talented of all of us. But the sister just above me, she was pretty darn good, too, as far as basketball. She was a really, really good player.
0: And did you ever go to Blacksburg and watch your brother play?
1: I did not. Actually, my brother, we're 18 years apart. Oh, wow. So I was just born when he was playing there.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. It's uh, a yeah. – it's a it's an interesting place to go to a game. I can tell you that. Yeah,
1: well, I have been to a game there. Oh, okay, it is it's, it is it is an unbelievable place as far as a game. You know, I mean, they do it up right there.
0: They break out Inner Sandman and they go they
1: crazy.
0: Do. <laughs> they go <laughs> crazy. Right. But it's the only school I've ever seen where they got two different bands.
1: They, yeah, a, that's you're right. They've got yeah. a
0: regular band and then they've got a cadet band. So they're they're battling for time. We were there when I was at Marshall for a a Thursday night mm-hmm. game, and it was unbelievable you know we had herp street and corso and the whole yeah, the whole crew there yeah. it was it was out of control
1: yeah yeah they love their football. I'm telling you. So
0: how'd you wind up being a West Virginia fan? If you bro- had a brother at Virginia Tech, you would think you'd well, be
1: a Well, yeah, we, I did, but I, I really i am just a Mountaineer junkie. You know, and grow up in the state, it's really the, you know, and of course, you know, I cheer for Marshall too. So I'm not, you know, I'm not one. They say you have to pick a side because, I mean, I got my master's, as you know, yeah. you know, uh, from Marshall. And I cheer for the herd as well. But I think for me just, um, you know, when I was little in middle school, my sisters, you know, they were in high school, college, and they would take me to games up there. Right. So I've been going to Mountaineer football games since I was really little, and um, you know, and then and being you know being an assistant there when I was an assistant right. there, it made even me. I was a fan even before that, right. but I think just growing up there, you know, we don't have pro football or or pro teams, any pro teams. So that's kind of our pro team, and you know, there's more people in in. Uh, you know, Pushcar Stadium, Mile and Pushcar Stadium, one a football game there is the whole state of West Virginia. <laughs> so it, it's just uh it's to say it's a big deal is is an understatement. Um but I, I that's how I became a Mountaineer football fan just growing up there. But um also, and I cheer for, for basically all their teams. It's not just a football team. I really love Coach Huggins. I know him, right. and uh, he's, he's really a good man. So, contrary to what people see on TV, he is really, really a good man. He's an excellent coach. I've watched him practice numerous times, and uh, he is really, really
0: good. Unfortunately, in my four years at Marshall, I never got to go to Morgantown because they wouldn't play us.
1: Are any, you serious? Anything.
0: Wouldn't play us in
1: anything. Interesting. Yeah, we, we, we know it was great. We had that game um, when the governor made them play. Right. Played in Charleston.
0: Basketball yeah. was the only sport we played just because the governor yeah. forced the schools to play.
1: Yeah, I thought that. I don't even think they do that anymore, do they? I don't think so. Yeah, and that that was always fun. You know, it brought the state together. Mm-hmm. You know, for for both basketballs. When I when I when I worked at W, we played. There, it's what yeah. we did, and, and it was fun. It was really good. I mean, everybody goes to that. Would go to those games, right. um, but then they had the series of football there for about five years, didn't they?
0: That was before I got there, and and by yeah. time by the time I got there and it was Chad Pennington's senior season, and and they they yeah. had played a couple years before when Randy was there, and Randy mm-hmm. scared the crap out of them, and they didn't want to play anymore after that. That's so, about it. That was yeah, it. So they, it, you know, and I was there with Chad and, and Byron Leftwich, and and you know, we we you know, Bob Pruitt. Was a bear po- poking that bear with a stick all the time about trying yeah, to get a yeah. play, and West Virginia wouldn't have any of it.
1: And, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, it's a shame too because I think it's a great, it's a great game to, to yeah. watch and bring the state together. You know, so it, it, but it, West Virginia it, probably looks at it well. What would we gain? We've Got everything to lose. I mean, right, you know, they right, probably right. look at it that way. So I, I could, you know, but boy, back when Randy played and. Chad Pennock, David's unbelievable. Marshall teams,
0: yeah. No, you know I know Neil Brown really well, who's the coach of West Virginia football coach of West Virginia, and uh, you know he's he's been on the other side, having having coached at Troy, and you know Troy's always trying to get Alabama or Auburn to play, and they won't do it, so he understands that side of it. But I don't know that they'll they'll ever get back on the field together. But uh, he's a great guy, and there's a bunch of the a bunch of the guys that I know from Troy that are now on the West Virginia staff. So I, you know, yeah. even though I'm a, I'm a Marshall guy, I, uh, I, uh, I have to, you know, keep up with what they're doing. Cause I know all those guys. I like all those guys. They're, they're good. Yeah. People.
1: Yeah. I really love what Neil Brown's doing, what he's done. And, and uh, I just, I love his grind and his work ethic. You know, he's, he's, and I think he's going to get it done. I know he is. I mean, cause he, everything he's doing is exactly what he should be doing. And he's, you know, he's getting some good guys in there. So I think it's going to be, you know, hopefully we get to play. It's yeah. going to be fun to watch.
0: That's, you that's know? the big question, no doubt.
2: Insight Credit Union is a proud partner of Stetson University Athletics. Insight has been bringing better banking to Central Florida for nearly 85 years. Insight Credit Union is your local go-to for lower rates on auto and other loans, credit cards, and more. Insight Credit Union and you, better together.
0: So mm-hmm. you you get down at South Char- uh, in Charleston Catholic, rather, and mm-hmm. you go to the University of Charleston. Talk about your experience as a as a student athlete in college.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I had a great experience there. Really enjoyed going to school there. It's a small private school, kind of like you know, kind of like Stetson, right. you know. So, um, you know, I probably could have gone to Marshall, and and uh, you know, I talked to them a little bit, but you know, Ricky, everybody's different, you know. I wanted to go somewhere where I was going to play right away. Oh, sure. You know, I knew if I went to division one that, you know, I was going to sit at least a year or two and I didn't want to sit now kids these days do it a little differently. They, mm-hmm. they just go to the biggest school they can go to, but I wanted to play. And, sure. um, it was a great experience for me. I played for a guy named Bud Francis. He had won 10 straight titles and, uh, I played with, a. Uh, uh, had a teammate named Sherry Wynn, and boy, she was good. She was such a great player, and I was a freshman when she was a senior, and um, she could really shoot the ball, but just was a great leader for us, showed me a lot, and um, um, ended up having a really good career there. We won, won a few um, conference tournaments and um, uh, played in-, in our national tournament, uh, played in that uh, twice, um, also played on a very good tennis team there. So I played both sports. I really enjoyed uh, getting to do that in my in my college career, which is so unusual these days, you know, that you get to do that. But um, I think playing at that level was perfect for me. Um, I mean, I came out with a great degree and, and I didn't have any debt. So um, – and then I was only about, you know, 30 minutes from my family and they right. got to come to every game, which made it even more special to me that they got to do that.
0: Obviously um, you had a successful year as a career as a player because you're – in the University of Charleston Sports Hall of Fame, that had been a, a special night for you.
1: Yeah, it was. I was I was really honored that they they, they picked me and they that I, I got to be part of that, be part of their Hall of Fame because I still I mean I still watch University of Charleston. I keep up with them, I cheer for them. Sure. Um, I get back at least once a year, except for this year because I didn't get because it was the right. COVID. I didn't get to go back, but I go back and just visit or. Um, and just, you know, talk to uh, Bryn Stevens as the athletic director there and, uh, met the new president, Dr. Roth. And, and I, I've just stay involved with, with my former school because I just, I I had such a great experience. I, part of that experience is the reason that I'm coaching college today because of my college experience. It was so much fun and it was so impactful to me. I tell people, I said, the best times of my life were college, you know, those were the best years. I said, you make your forever friends. Um, you know, and so I, um, I really, for me, um, that's a big reason I coach today.
0: So you, uh, uh did you play tennis in college as well or just, or just, just turn to focus on basketball?
1: Um, no, I, 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 I played, I mean, I played both. Oh, okay. I
0: mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so how, how so, was, how was your tennis career in college?
1: Well, oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It, it was it was really, really good. It was. Um, uh, we had. I, I think we won. I don't think we won a title. I think we had won. I think we won it once the conference one time. I don't think we won it. I um, only played three years though. I didn't okay. play all four years. Um, but we were still up there in the conference. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, so you get done as, as your college, you graduate, and you you want you go to uh, just down the road to Huntington to Marshall as a graduate mm-hmm. assistant. Talk about yeah, that experience
1: up, there. Yeah. I ended up um, going in and um, working for a lady named um, Judy Southern right. at um, at uh, Marshall. And uh, she was, I mean, it was great. My first year there, I actually had to volunteer. Okay. Um, and, um, and she allowed me to do that. Um, then my second year, uh, you know, I made 300 whole dollars. And then uh, second year, I uh, I made three thousand whole dollars. She made nice. me the GA, and thank God she did. I made three thousand whole dollars, and I was in great shape. You know, so I thought I hit I thought I hit the lottery on that.
0: <laughs> three thousand <000 laughs> dollars carry you a long way back then.
1: Exactly, that's exactly right.
0: <laughs> so uh, obviously, you got the coaching bug pretty quick when you were uh, when you were there at Marshall.
1: Yes, I did. Um, being a GA for her really helped me kind of understand like, um, cause she let me do everything. Right. She let me, um, be involved in everything as far as scouting, um, you know, whatever. And, um, she was really good. Judy was probably, um, probably the most well-rounded. It's the best way. Bob stark and I talk about this all the time. Um, Bob was her longtime assistant, right. um, um Bob is now at Texas A&M working for Gary Blair but he was at LSU but he's a native west virginian also and um she's probably the most well-rounded head coach I've ever worked for. She she could do everything from fundraising to teaching to um you know she did a, a lot of great stuff as far as team building um she, she was just very, very knowledgeable. And I think that really helped me understand. And a lot of what Judy did, I still do today. Right. I mean, you know, we run a motion offense. She ran a motion offense. She's an excellent teacher. Her camps were, her camps at Marshall were, like, phenomenal. we get, I mean, she knew how to run a camp. We'd have three, four, five weeks of camp and have all those kids there. So it was really, really um I just learned a lot from her. I mean, she was she's, you know, she was a big reason that I stayed in coaching because of the experience that I had with her. And I still, like I said, some of the stuff that I do, I still use today.
0: Now I know one of the things you didn't learn from her was your gift for conversation because you could talk to anybody, and and I think that's why <laughs> so many people are attracted to you because you do treat everybody like you've known forever. Uh, yeah. Is that just something that comes natural to you?
1: Well, it's just kind of the West Virginia way. It's just kind of everybody's friendly. And, you know, I I would say my mom, she's real friendly, you know, and and it's just kind of when you grow up in a big family, you know, we always say the more the merrier. And, you know, you just, I don't know. I just think treating, I mean, there's nothing more important than people. Right. I mean, no matter, and what I just have always viewed it as, no matter whatever, everybody's important. It's not just, um, you know, from especially in my program and what would we do without Jamie? Well you know, what yeah, would we absolutely. do without you. I mean, what would we do without Nettie, you know, who cleans our offices. Right. They're all so important. And and to me there's not, you know, there's not one more valuable than the other. So I think it's just part of how you're raised and, and I just think that, you know, at the end of the day that, you know, we're in a we're in a small what I call fraternity or sorority. Right. And, you know, everybody knows everybody. So you just gotta be careful how you treat people because I mean, not that that's why I do it, but I've always valued that I, I, I try to treat people right and try to be fair, and I think um, there's nothing worse than, you know, making somebody feel like they're not valued, and I, I would never want someone to feel that way in regard to me.
0: Yeah, well, you certainly do that because your program is I very welcoming. That. And, and that's everybody... more,
1: That's probably the one of the most important things to me, so I really appreciate yeah. that.
0: Well, uh, I asked this question in a, in a previous podcast, so I'm going to ask this question to you as well. Uh-huh. During your time in Marshall, you ran across – a certain other basketball coach that you now work with here at Stetson. Tell me your first impressions of Donnie Jones when you knew him at Marshall.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that is so funny. Yeah, he and I were um, – we were little peon GAs together. I, I told him. I said, we were just like little peons. You know, there we were, the little GAs, you know, making 3000 whole dollars, our stipends, you know. Right. And that that didn't include anything. So you only know, you know, we were eating cereal for dinner. Um, We were poor. Um, But, um, you know, he was, I I would say this about Donnie. He's exactly the same. Like, I mean, I know he's grown in a lot of areas. I'm not saying that. But I think where Donnie and I just have similar values, um, we really were great we started out as great friends mm-hmm. um, and we still are. And with, through the years we've just stayed connected. I mean, I knew his wife, Michelle, when they were dating, I knew them. That's when they, you know, so, so I knew them before they were ever Mr. and Mrs. Jones, right. you know, so um, I think just watching him and staying in touch with him, uh, I, I would consider him one of my closest friends, uh, in, in the game. And, uh, I think, uh, you know, but, but we we had class together. We would go right. to our little classes and, you know, um, and talk a lot, <clears throat> you know. So it's just been kind of fun that we've kind of come full circle. You know, uh, when he was at UCF, I would talk to him often there, and we just always kind of stayed in touch. But, um, you know, the thing about Donnie is he's – He's gonna. He's really done a great job here. I'm so happy. I'm so happy he's here. Right. I'm so happy. Um, I think he's a grand slam hire. I think he's just phenomenal because, um, and he's been good for me. It's been good to bounce things off him. But you know, every honestly, every men's coach we've had here, I've gotten along really well with. There's right. not been one that, you know, that I haven't liked. But I think for Don, he's he's more special to me because of our history. Right.
2: Want to stay up to date on all things happening in Hatter Nation? Follow us on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram accounts, at Stetson Hatters, your destination for in-game stats, student-athlete features, game promotions, and more. Follow at Stetson Hatters today.
0: So two years at Marshall, then you go off to Radford for a year as a -hmm. a, a volunteer assistant or a full-time assistant coach. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, I'm a full-time there, uh, full-time assistant coach there. Worked for a guy named Luby Um Rafford was a great, great place. It still is. Um, actually, uh, Donald Dedman was our president at the time. I don't know if you remember. I know the uh, name, yes. Yes, there you go. He was our president. And um, you talk about a president that was so – for um between him and our athletic director they were so for uh, women's sports and they treated us so well um but uh so it was really special to me because uh, dr Dedman being there um but luby was a an excellent coach luby was um i learned a lot x's and o's from him as well but uh, gave me an opportunity at radford enjoyed living there it wasn't too far from from west virginia and i just really enjoyed um Um, the facilities there are off the charts. I mean, they, uh, but it kind of sits by itself. It's not really near a major, major city. I mean, it's kind of sits apart by itself, but it's a nice little town. Um, So that was, you know, that was a really, really good experience for me.
0: And for people who are listening who don't know who Donald Deadman is, you've seen the movie, We Are Marshall. He was Marshall's Mm -hmm. president after the plane crash. And he he was the guy that helped bring Marshall football back after the, after the plane crash that killed so many people that is still remembered. Um, yeah. so you move on from there. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Well, I was going to say, it just shows, it talk about a great leader. I mean, watching, uh, the movie and what he had to go through with the Marshall football team. You know, when I was at Marshall Ricky, um, working there, we would recruit. It was always the, the, that's what, that's how people would know us. Sure. It was from, um, the plane crash. And, um, you know, that's one of the reasons I've loved to seeing their football bounce back like they have because of of the history and what they've gone through. But um but yeah, if you look at Donald Deadman and what he what he just what a great leader he was. I mean, because it, it would take a great leader to do what he did, and uh, um, you know he he was certainly um, better times at Radford for him, I'm sure, and easier times. But yeah. uh, I learned a lot about him as leadership through that movie. I
0: know they were plenty of times during my four years traveling with martial football that, you know, we fly into that same airport and everybody would hold their breath yeah. until uh, the wheels yeah. touched down and, the, and you knew you were going to be able to stop. And it was always a, a tense yeah. time when you came in to land at that airport. I
1: know. I know. It's exactly right. Yep. I know.
0: So at 24 years old, one year as an assistant coach, you're now mm-hmm. the third or fourth youngest head coach in the country at at texas women's university tell me about that experience
1: yeah. yeah yeah that was um you know that was uh wasn't really um i don't know you know you have these big plans in this business like you think you're gonna go here go and you know it, it never works out like that so sure. uh, i really did not um so judy southard my the, the coach who hired me at marshall ends up getting the athletic director's job at tw and and called me said do you want to come out here and you know, be my head coach. And I was like, Oh my gosh. I tell her all the time. I said, Judy, you're the only one crazy enough to hire me twice, you know? <laughs> so, um, so I ended up going out there and it, you know, it was so far from home and I really debated, but I thought, you know, I'll get to be a head coach. I'll get to run my own program. And, um, a mutual friend of ours, Donnie Jones. And I, uh, his name is Greg White and Greg told me, um, he said, Lynn, you need to go out there and do that because he said, uh, he said, because you'll get to run your own program and you don't learn till you have to teach it and run it yourself. Right. And he said, and nobody's watching you. Nobody, you know, and he was right. So I go out there. It's one of the best things I've ever done as far as it was hard because I really was kind of learning as I go. Sure. But it was um, the coaching school out there. They have a coaching school out in Texas. But I absolutely loved living out there. The The girls' basketball was just incredible. Um in the coaching school, the coaching get they have a big all their high school coaches come together and they put on these clinics and you learn so much. Um, but some of my best friends are still from Texas. I mean, so uh I was really happy that that Judy hired me again, allowed me to come out there. And um it was a hard job, but it was it was something that I I felt like, you know, that I needed to do at the time at that time of my career.
0: Obviously you did well enough that four years later you get a call from UCF talk about um, yeah. transitioning from Texas women's to UCF, which was a exploding, growing school at the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was uh, it wasn't what it is now, but it still was pretty big at that time. Um, you know, it's interesting how I got that job. Um, I actually, I had a, um, a brother that was killed in a car wreck um, when I was out at TWU. And so um when that happened, I just really felt like I should get closer to my family, come b- more back this way. And so um, when that happened, I actually applied to be an assistant at UCF. Um, the only reason I did that was because, again, I loved being out there with Judy, but, you know, with my brother and that tragedy happening, I just felt like I wanted to get closer. And, um, but on my way, it's interesting, on my way there, the night I'm driving to UCF, and um, the head coach is killed on a car wreck. Oh. And, um... So I get that job. Steve Sloan was the AD at UCF and he calls me on the phone and basically, you know, says, we'd like you to be the interim head coach. And I, you know, Ricky, I really, honestly, I was like, I don't think I want this job, <laughs> you know, because I mean, seriously, like that, that is just really hard. You know, that's a tough situation, but um, I decided to go ahead and do that. And that's how I became the head coach there. And, um, and we ended up doing really well my first year. We did end up doing the real, real well three years I was there. Um, but um, you know, after my first year being interim, they they named me the the head coach uh, at that point. So, um, but uh, you know, it was tragic what happened to Jerry Richardson as far as when I was at UCF. And you know, because really I was originally supposed to be an assistant there, but uh, Steve Sloan was very supportive. Um, Dante Culpepper was our football, Uh was our quarterback. Um, and he kind of, Dante Culpepper kind of put us on the map. I felt like I was there at a time when it first got on the map. Um, because he, I really feel like Dante was a huge factor in putting that football program, you know, I mean, big part of where it is today, um, because he kind of got it started.
0: So you, I mean, you won your first. I guess it was still tack at the time, but your first coach of the year, coach of the year award, and what during your time at UCF. So you had tremendous success, but only yeah. f- only three years. And then was it the lure of going back to or toward West Virginia that took you to Ohio?
1: Yeah, you know, I kind of, um, you know, you, you kind of live and learn. But if I had to go back and do it again, you kind of, and not that I have regrets, but you you kind of go, well, why did I do that? Why did I move? Why did I, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, it's probably the one thing I always look in my career where you go back and go, hmm, I wonder what life would have been like if I hadn't done that. And um, not that going to a high university was a, a you know, a, a bad move. I just don't think I think it was just more of a lateral move. Right. And I think if I was if I'm the older, wiser me that I am, I don't make that move. Right. Um, but, you know, I did. And, you know, I think for me it was um, it was very challenging. I mean, being there, being in the Mac conference and um, I mean it was very, very challenging. I think that the biggest, you know, mistake I make is we, we, we did we did well. I mean we did we got it up a little bit but we didn't get it to where I wanted it to go. Right. We didn't want it the level that I really was used to and that I wanted to. And I think probably the, the biggest mistake I made was, you know, when you go to a state like Ohio, Texas, um, you gotta hire people from those states. Right. And if you don't, you're not going to get the players. And when I look back, I go, you know what? That, but you don't know that as a young coach. Uh-huh. You know, as a young, you know, coach, you just don't realize, um, you don't take in consideration those things. And so, I think for me, you know, the Ohio um, coaches are very close knit, which I have great relationships now. Sure. uh with and then um you know same as in texas so you got to hire people from those states to pull pull some of those really good players so um but but i still enjoyed my time in ohio i still enjoyed you know uh still learned a whole lot so um you know you, you, i probably learned more from that experience than any other experience that i've had
0: right I was during the time when you were at ohio that's when i was at marshall so i'm sure i saw you coach at some point during <laughs> that stretch
1: Yeah, there you go. Probably because we was when we were in the same league at that time. Same, same conference at at that time. That's right. That's exactly right. I remember when y'all trans transitioned in, you know, and stuff. So that was kind of neat too. That league kind of has, you know, it's interesting how, um, you know, how Marshall has kind of made those turns, you know. But I I thought I really felt like, and again, everybody's different. They do what you got to do. But I thought the MAC was a good league for Marshall. I agree.
0: I thought it was you know, going and it's a really underrated it, it, league all the way around, yeah, the MAC is.
1: It is. I, I'll tell you, the MAC is – people don't realize what a great conference that is. I mean, you know, between footballs and basketballs, I mean, I don't know about the rest, but I don't keep up with them as much. But, boy, even all the basketballs, gosh, mm-hmm. they're good. They're all good.
0: And you, and you don't go to a place there that the building's not packed for games.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, and state-of-the-art facilities, every school, state-of-the-art facilities, you know – and I think what's re- tough to recruit in Ohio is you have thirteen Division One schools there, mm-hmm. so you've got to kind of find your niche. That was the other challenging part about Ohio University is you you know you got to find a certain niche, and you, you know you I don't know that you can recruit just regionally. You want to right. start regionally, but you might want to pull a kid like we pulled a kid my last year there from from Syracuse. She ended up being an incredible player there. We pulled a player from Pittsburgh who ended up being a great player for. So we started to get out of it a little bit. Um, and that, that started to help us.
3: GEICO offers a special discount on car insurance to Stetson alumni. Just visit geico.com to get a free quote and select Stetson alum to see how much you can save. Don't drop the ball when it comes to saving money. Contact GEICO today.
0: So after your time at Ohio, you uh, you, you took a year off, and then you're, you get the call to come to Stetson. What was the...
1: Yeah, well, actually, I, that's when I went to WU. I was an assistant at West Virginia. Okay. Yes, and then I, I and then I became an assistant for Katie Meyer down at um, – That's right. Uh, – at Miami. That's right. And so I think what happened was, um, you know, and, and Katie, uh, you know, I don't think anybody does a scout like Katie Meyer. Katie Meyer can scout. And as far as teaching and, and drill work, she is just uh, – I'm still forever grateful to her for the opportunity and and, and really even Mike Carey at WU, um, you know, for giving me an opportunity. But um, I think for me, the timing of, you know, when Coach Coach Roman had been here for, I don't know, 15 years, Uh and um, it was just good timing. And I think coming from a Miami, I really – Enjoyed Miami because it's a small private school, what I'm used to, right. and with Stetson being a small private school, people don't realize the University of Miami only has nine thousand students. Oh, yeah. So, um, so very same concept is here. So, I think it really helped me, um, or or made hiring me more appealing coming from there because right. it's very similar. Um, but I did not, you know. I just knew that uh, this was really a great fit for me because when I was at UCF, uh, we were obviously in the same league as Stetson, uh-huh. um, and I knew a lot about Stetson the school. And uh, um, I had worked with actually Stacy Turner at um, at UCF. You know, she was here, and I knew I knew Jeff. I had met Jeff out here, our athletic director, because uh, we played in the tournament here. Um, so I, I was familiar. Um, with with stetson so i knew it was a great job it could be could be really kind of a diamond in the rough as far as building the program and getting it where it needed to go and i uh, i was excited about the opportunity to come back here and do that and, and to be back in this area i was really happy about being back in this area and actually donnie and i talk a lot about that how happy he was to get back to this area
0: in your first couple of years at stetson were a little rough you had some building to, building they to they do would. talk about going through that process
1: Yeah, that was, um, that was, that was, yeah, it was rough. Well, (laughs) well, I think for me it was, um, you know, I I think, you know, there were, there were players on the team and I, well, I'm not real, I think you have to go with the players you have. I'm not saying I didn't try to bring in some, some new players, but I think you have to be careful of that because, you know, kids are here and, and, you know, you got to, you got to make them yours. And um, we wanted to do things the right way and, and um, we ended up we didn't end up signing you know some transfers, but they had to sit a year. Sure. So my second year is when we signed the transfers. So they had to sit uh, a year. Um but my first year between, you know, kind of playing through some injuries and and kind of just figuring out, well, where, where do we need to get most of our players? And what happened was Dr. Wendy Libby got hired my second year. Uh-huh. And yeah. when that happened, it kind of opened up the floodgates for us to recruit outside of the state of Florida. We love recruiting Florida. I'm not saying that, but we are definitely a place that has to sign and high academic, right. high right. caliber type players. They right. have to be both, as right. you know. So it allowed us to go get that type of Stetson fit. And so when that happened, you know, between signing a great high school class and then those, I had four transfers sitting there that were going to be eligible my third year. So the reason for the big jump, because basically we were the worst team my, my second year and we became the first place team was because of that. We had four transfers sitting there and we had signed a really good freshman class. So I think when Dr. Libby came, it really made everything different um, because she wanted out-of-state students. All right. And, therefore, um, I had the support of her and Jeff in regard to signing those players and, and welcoming welcoming those players. And I don't think that was ever the case necessarily before.
0: So you make a 14-win improvement in your third year. And, of mm-hmm. course, that year will forever be known for the miracle in making
2: with, yeah. uh, with,
0: with Victoria. did. And, uh, you know, you win an A-Sun tournament championship and you go to the NCAA and you're mm-hmm. coach of the year for the second time in the league. That had to have been – and it was the start of a seven straight years of 20-plus wins and postseason play. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. was a, really a launching point for the program.
1: It was. It was. It was um, – you know, and when you ask how was it done, or how, you know, I think those kids took a chance on us. We sold them on take a chance. You, you know, take a chance. You'll 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 come here and build a program, and they were so excited. You know, Victoria McGowan transferred from Bowling Bowling Green. Right. You know, the one that hit the shot, and you know, uh, she was a sophomore when she hit that shot. Right. You know, and that shot, it just it just changed I, I think everything direction of where we we're going that shot alone. Cause since then you're right. right, you know, seven straight years of, of 21 seasons. And it just kind of fed itself, you right. know, at that point, but the hardest part was getting through that, like kind of busting through that, you know, and it was hard because you had to sell them on taking a chance and they did. Um, and, and then, um, you know, I just, and they're very close. We kind of have a, we have a sisterhood here. They're very close. Mm-hmm. You know, all those, all those uh, players are still very close. Um, but it really, I think, just helped, made everything easier as far as our recruiting um, and people wanting to come here.
0: So you run through, like I said, seven straight years postseason. You go to, mm-hmm. from 20 to 23 to 24, the 27 mm-hmm. wins in the 13, 14 season. Mm-hmm. Um and I've had some tremendous players. We, you know, you talk about Victoria, but Brianti Sanders and Amber Porter yeah. and McKenna yeah. and and, yeah. and, and it, uh, you've had uh, who else? Uh, Sarah Seiger. and some, yeah. Sarah, Sarah yeah. Is probably the most heartbreaking of the players because she was so good and but yeah. couldn't stay healthy.
1: She Couldn't stay healthy. I mean, you know, and, and I, my, it broke my heart for Sarah when she blew her knee her senior year. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, because she loves basketball, you know, trains hard. And I always say stuff like that doesn't happen to the players that don't train hard. It only right. happens to the ones that go hard. And, and actually two of the all time greats besides the one are the two on my staff, you know, right? Um, Shanasha Sanders and then Jamie Sharp. I mean, they were, you know, and that's been great having them on my staff because they know exactly what we need and what we're looking for. And um, so I think, you know, it comes down to, you know, if you have, you know, we've always kind of had a big three. Obviously, you always kind of have a big three. And, you know, those championship teams have had a big three. And actually, our best team, though, Ricky, in my opinion, because uh, I get asked, well, who's been the best team? I I feel like our best team, they didn't win a championship. And that was that team that won 27 games. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we just fell short of winning a championship. And, um, you know, I, I just feel like that, that was probably – our best team that never won, never won it. And
0: that but, was but probably, sure. that was probably Brianti and, Sa- and Sasha and, yeah. and knock and, and Jama. Yep, yeah. Amber
1: Porter, that was, that was uh, actually Sasha's senior year. Jama was, uh, Jama and Nock were gone. Okay. So it was breeze and Amber Porter and uh, Sasha's senior year. So I uh, felt like that team, they just, we had five players that year scoring double digits with five players in double digits scoring. And as far as, and when I say our best team, I mean our most talented team is sure. more what I should say. Was it our best team? I don't know. I'm going to let people like you decide that. <laughs> um, but I do think as far as the talent and how well-rounded we were, and that team would score. We, we broke 100, I don't know how many times, 100, over 100 points, maybe four. Five times. We broke in the nineties three times, two or three times. We we were in the eighties often. Oh yeah. That team could score bunches in a hurry and anybody could score. Yeah. Um so it was they all could. So it was really um it's a fun team to watch. I told Jeff that he goes, I can't believe you paid me to do that. This is I don't do anything, you know. <laughs>
0: And the last couple of years have been a little tougher, but a lot of that's been because of the injuries. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. Sarah, yeah. Sarah's Bruce, injuries really impacted
1: you. Yeah, that, that hurts a lot. You know, when you lose a player of that caliber, um, it really affects the team, it affects the group. Like you lose one of your big three. Right. You know, because we had Sarah, we had Day-Day, we had McKenna, um, you know, and uh, losing her. And then, you know, McKenna battled McKenna battled knees as well. Right. Um, but not to the extent of what Sarah has had. So I think it's across the board of women's basketball, the, the knee issue, you know. And so I, I've talked a lot to, to Mark, our strength coach, about that. And, and uh, you know, we're, it's just it's, it's an epidemic across women's basketball, you know, right now.
0: So your program's a little bit in transition. You've got a whole bunch of new mm-hmm. players coming in this year. Yeah. You've obviously got some really talented players coming back, but a lot of them – Last year or first year or they were transfers and sitting out. Talk a little bit about your squad that's returning. And then we'll talk yeah. about some of the new kids you're bringing in.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I like the core, the group we have coming back. I really like, um, of course, having Day-Day back makes it, you know, I mean, that, that says a lot for her. She's our best player.
2: Absolutely. Um,
1: you know, I, I think she's uh, – uh, I think she going to come back, you know, even more ready to go. I think um, – you know, in regards to just like, you know, having Kamia Carter back, mm-hmm. you know, who did really well for us as a freshman. Right. Um, and, and really, I think Maddie Novak, even though she started out real strong, she kind of went away, then she came back the last few oh. games, you know, that she's a freshman. I mean, yep. you know, they're, they're, they're going to do that. I think part of our issue is we were just so young, um, you know, but I really feel like that, that um, we've got a good core group that have a lot of experience, right. you know, now, and they've been through some things. So, um, you know, adding the two transfers that'll be eligible this year that, that sat this year, um, you know, Shania transfer from uh, Southern Miss uh-huh. and then uh, Maria transfer from coastal Maria's originally from Italy. Um, there Maria's just really in regards she can really shoot it. I mean, hard worker, um, and loves the game. Right. Shania is going to really help Day as far as um, just being able to to take some pressure off of her. Yeah, gives being able to school for us, run the floor, it'll allow us to put Day maybe a little bit more on the perimeter, which will be nice. Um, not just have to play her in the post. Um, you know, I think having Megan Vincent back though, even though she didn't have a good year last year, she had, her her sophomore year was was terrific, right. and then she kind of. Hit some bumps in the road you know this past year but I know she's been working out really hard I think uh I do think Megan will get back you know she gives us a true five she'll get back to her you know how contributing like we know she can and I think I think she's really motivated uh so I like I think adding the two transfers with what we have with some of the experience that they've they've had is going to be it's going to be good for us I think uh you know, the most challenging thing for us right now, Ricky has just not been able to have had them here, right. you know, and mesh some of them together. So, um, but I, I do believe they're working on their own. Um, so, you know, we'll see, this has kind of been like the old school old days where, you know, they didn't come in for summer school. So, yeah. You know, and and maybe, you know, some people, everybody has different views on that. So we probably have less injuries and the wear and tear on the body, you know. So, you know, I'll be anxious to see uh, how how it all works out.
3: Show your Stetson spirit and get your green on with officially licensed tees, sweats, hoodies, and more. Go to www.shopgohatters.com. All your Hatters gear is just a click away. Visit www.shopgohatters.com today.
0: Well, talk about some of the new players you got. You got a transfer from Seton Hall. I don't is she eligible or will she have to sit out Selena,
1: a year? No, Selena has to sit a year. She'll sit a year and, and uh um so we'll have her next year. Um and, and she'll be she'll be huge for us because we lose day day. Yeah. So that's kind of what we needed in regard to um, you know, getting somebody in there, not to replace day day, but somebody that can help us in that spot. Right. Um so um sign two JUCO kids. Right. Um uh shamari is a like a she's like a dynamic point guard she reminds me of a little bit of a um i don't know she's she's real fast she reminds me a little bit of like a victoria mcgowan as far as her competitiveness Uh, her game's a little bit different but she's very competitive true point guard i think it's going to come in and really take some you know going to be able to help us in that role that way we don't have to play maria there all the time and um you know, I thought that was a bit of our struggle last year. You know, even though Tippy did the best she could and Jemaya did what they could, they were mm-hmm. still freshmen. And the thing with Shamari is she's a true point guard. Right. That's where she wants to play. Right. And I really like having one of those. I mean, I like having a player that that's – they're a point guard. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, there are players that are point guards and are those that play point guard. She, she's a point guard. Right. So um, and then I think Yaz, Yaz was her teammate. Um, so she's going to come on the wing. She's good size on the wing. Uh, and she's, she's going to be able to, uh, give us some scoring, I think, too, on the wing as well.
0: And they so had some I success think... in junior college too, right?
1: Yes, junior college. Yes. Yes. I mean, they,
0: they were on a good team.
1: Yes. So, you know, I think that's going to really, um, they're going to be impactful right away. Um, you know, and, um, we, we really only signed one freshman. Right. So, um, because, really all we had room for mm-hmm. so I, you know i think um I, you know i really I, I like the group i like what they're you know what the zoom calls we've done with them you know we've done zoom calls every week with them and i really like um i just like their their attitudes and their um their commitment level i really do i think it's um it's going to be fun once they get here and i, I think they're really anxious to get back
0: mm-hmm. unlike a lot of sports basketball is a sport that you can work on on your own Without, exactly. having, without having to have other people around work on your skills, yeah. work on your shooting, how how you think they're doing during that time as far as getting their work done, getting, getting in what they need.
1: Yeah. I think overall they're doing well. I think, I think the hardest part for them has been getting in the gym uh-huh. because the gyms have been shut down. Right. That's been challenging for them. Um, but like uh Shamari's here. So Shamari just goes to an outdoor court. Uh-huh. I mean, they find a way, the kids that want to really do it, they find a way. Sure. I mean, they, they find a way to get it done. Um, but like I told them, everybody can run. Everybody can go for a run. Everybody can do some type of cardio, and you can always work ball handling. Absolutely. So, um, but I think now a lot of them have found some gym some gym space that they can get in and shoot the ball and work on their game. So uh, I, the main thing we need them to do, we need to come in shape. We right. need them already in shape because we don't have a long time uh, once – they get here to do that you know i think overall most of their skill set's pretty good um but they got to come in in shape because you can't rush that you really can't rush no. that um spencer's going to be working with us this year um and he and i talked a lot about that uh because then it leads to injury so we really need him well conditioned when they get here
0: so obviously the biggest challenge for to me for a coach while the athletes are not available is building that chemistry that you've got to have to be a yes. successful team how how have you done that, and how do you how how do you plan to do that once you get the kids here?
1: yeah, yeah, well, it's a lot easier when they're here sure um yeah, a lot easier we have a, we've done a zoom call week at least with the whole group right. we do some small group stuff too, but as far as the whole group um you know, and we've done some different things. We have a buddy system, so they each have a buddy mm-hmm. um. So um, we've uh, done some different things with that. Uh, like tonight, we're going to do a Zoom call, and it's going to be introduce your buddy to us, and they're going to talk about. So they introduce their buddy, and they talk about their family, why they started playing basketball. We gave them like five questions: why mm-hmm. they why they play ball, what's their biggest fear, um, you know, who's been the most impactful in their life, and why. So it allows them to still get to know each other and have dialogue, you know, um, so we played family feud one time on the zoom call. So <laughs> we try to make it fun, but yet they get to know each other. Sure. Um, and then we've also done just some small groups with their buddy. Wow. So I think, um, I think that's been, uh, we've done house tours. So, uh, they, they took us through their homes and we did a house, we did house tours. Um, so that, that was fun too, doing that. So, you know, Even though it's a challenging time, it's also been a time we can still learn. And and it's been actually kind of fun uh, to do some of that. Uh, When they get here, it's a lot easier. Uh, We we all take a personality test on my team. So we start with our personality test and we go over, you know, it's a color thing. So which colors are you? What's the best way? How do you communicate? How do you receive information? So we really try to do some things like that with them. And then I think um, we just try to put them together as much as we can as far as spending time and taking them through that workshop with the colors and the personality test is really big for us.
0: And then the other big challenge for every every coach at every sport right now is figuring out the schedule piece. How is that going for you?
1: As far as our game schedule? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we – we, we we've got to get two games. We're still work. We're still working on it. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like we're still working on it. Um, you know, I, I think we, that that's been something, um, uh, that, that, uh, but, but that's been more of, you know, with, um, with NJIT leaving our league. Right. Um, so while well, we got to get two more games, but a lot of people are trying to get games. So we're still kind of navigating through some of that. Um, but hopefully we can get that set here pretty soon. Um, but who, who knows knows what's really going to happen. Um, we're just going to be ready for, for a whole season. And then if it's not a whole season, we're, then we're okay. I know in the
0: past years you've played Texas, Tennessee, Kentucky, do you have anybody along those lines on the schedule this year?
1: We do. We actually, it's funny you said that we, uh, we go to Florida state. Um, we picked up South Florida because we were supposed to go to Michigan, but, we they didn't they're not going to allow us to do that. Sure. So we picked up South Florida um, uh, instead, and then we also play in a in uh, MTE uh, tournament in Houston, and um, uh, Texas Tech is in that. We play them in that tournament. So we're going to play them. We always do. You know, I sure. think it's good for us. I think it's good for our kids to to do that. Uh, we also try to go back to areas where we have players um, that are from that area. Sure so that always helps as well. So, um, but we've got to pick up two more. So we're hoping we can get like a Mercer or Florida Atlantic maybe to play us uh, to where it's not too, too far. We can get on a bus and go. Um, you know, I I really, I think the non-conference is really, I think scheduling is is really important. Like you have to have a strategy to it. And for us, it's, it's a healthy balance, but I I always like to make it just a bit tougher than what I think we are. And yeah. uh, I think in the long run that helps us with our conference.
0: Now, one of the big events every year is your tournament. Uh, do you know yeah. who, who's coming to it this year?
1: Yeah, we've got, uh, we've got Bethune, Cookman, obviously they're, they're coming over. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of right off who else we have. In was last tournament. year you had
0: Sacramento state and South Dakota state. We,
1: and- did. we did. And Rick, I can't think of right off who else we have in that um, besides Bethune. Um, I, I cannot think of who else. Gosh, you asked me too quick. That's okay. Um, yeah, who we have in there. It'll come to me and I'll blurt it out. That's okay.
0: Let's, let's go back and talk about who, are your, who were some of your role models growing up and why. I oh, you God. got to That's choose a, from in a big family.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, well, certainly everything I do is just really in regards to, you know, the family and how I was raised. But, um, you know, I, w- I would probably say as far as a, I don't know, a role model, I, you know, I don't know if it'd be a mentor or a role model, but I, when I look at Judy Southard and what she's, you know, what she did in hiring me and how young I was, how mm-hmm. impactful that was, I think she was, a uh, uh, one for me. Um, I also feel like that, um, you know, the coaches I've had overall have been, have been impacting me more than mm-hmm. anything, you know? Um, but probably my biggest role model would be my, my mother, you know, I mean, she's, uh, She's one that's kind to everyone and treats people, but but my parents overall, Ricky, just were hard workers. Right. And they just worked their butts off and and were grateful. And I thought, you know, for me that that has been the the biggest thing, you know, um in, in watching them. And it's not that they ever said a bunch of stuff. They just I just watched them. So, uh, you know, for me that that's where it always is. Also, uh Uh, when I was at Marshall, uh, one of the top assistant coach, her name was Jan Chance. And uh, she was a big role model for me as far as um, just her, her work ethic and what her knowledge of the game, but her faith, her faith in God. And, and that really uh, was impactful to me uh, as a very young little GA. Um, You know, I've never forgotten that. And Jan and I are still great friends to this day. Uh, I still seek advice from her um, often. And, um, so I would have to say probably probably her as far as when I look back. It's just me as a coach and a person.
3: Florida Orthopedic Associates is proud to support Stetson University Athletics. Don't let pain affect your game. For sports injuries, sprains, fractures, and breaks, if it hurts, see them first at their Orange City walk-in clinic for urgent orthopedic injuries. Offices are located in Deland, Orange City, Lake Mary, and New Smyrna Beach. Florida Orthopedic Associates, state-of-the-art care, close to home. You
0: know, we talked about earlier about how you started out as a head coach at a very young age. What are some of the things you wish you'd have known when you first started out as a head coach that you –
1: now, now you know and use every day. Oh gosh, Ricky, can we, can we talk two more days? You know, <laughs> uh, you know, there's so many things. I think, gosh, um, there's just, you know, I look back and and you know, it, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like I'm on this. Uh, you know, I I told you I'm the I, I've been blessed to be uh, the chair now of the NCAA Rules Committee, All right? And uh, I was talking to them, and I said, you know when I was a young coach, I always thought that the officials were against us as coaches. And now I have such an appreciation, understanding that it's not how it is, right. you know, and, and, you know, you're younger. You would tell your younger self a lot of things. I think the main thing is um, that, you know, you don't realize as a coach how impactful your words are until it's years later and players tell you right. whether that's a positive saying or a negative thing and and hopefully it's more times it's positive but when 10 years later later players can remember what you said that you don't even remember sure that tells you a lot and as a young coach i didn't realize that you know i didn't realize that and i think it's it's different um now you know I, i think when i when i played you know i just need the coach to be my coach. They were more than that to me, but I had a family and a solid structure and a, and a, and a, and a I had parents, you know I mean? Now I think a lot of the teams, we are their family and it's even more impactful and it's even more, it's even most important that we understand how impactful we are to young people. We bring into our programs because we are their family. Uh, we are, we are their role model. We are their, um, you know, the person they go to. So, um, I I would, I would say that would be probably the main thing. I would say the other thing is to, to really, you know, your assistant coaches have more, more, I think the assistant coaches have more say so or more influence on winning and losing than anything else in your program. It's not saying that those things aren't important. Um, but, um, the assistant coaches are going to make or break you, sure. you know? So it's so important that who we hire is, is huge to our success. Um, and then, you know, and I think the the other thing is just to make sure that, you know, I think presidents are more involved these days, make sure you get to know your president, not just your athletic director, uh-huh. um, because they're more involved in sports these days than ever. Um, and then probably lastly, just value people, value people. You and, and they're all important. Your trainer, your SID, people who clean your locker room. Don't think you're above anything because, you know, there's only 350 division one head coaches, right. you know, that's a pretty small a pretty sorority small attorney. Right. I mean, and we all talk. So um, just treat people right. And um, it'll come back to you threefold, you know, so, uh, but 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 your SID talks, your 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 trainer talks, your strength coach talks. So sure. we just have to be uh, we have to be cognizant of what of that and, and make sure we treat people right.
0: And you mentioned being on the chair of the NCA rules committee, so that yeah. means there's probably a lot of people contacting you with with thoughts and information because there have been a number of changes in the game in the last three yeah. or four years. Talk about the process of of yeah. making those changes and, and what goes into yeah. all that.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a great question. You know, I uh, uh, I never really understood it until I got on the committee about two years ago, and then my eyes just went that big about the process of this. Um, it's it's a great process. It it's a process that I feel like is it works. Like it really is good um, in regards to. But plus, but first our committee, the the rules committee, unlike a lot of the other committees, it's made up of division one, two, II, and three coaches. Half of us are coaches. You've got, we've got a a faculty athletic rep on the committee. We've got, um, we've got uh, athletic directors, you know, on our committee, SWAs on our committee. So Mm -hmm. it's a great group of just different kinds of people in different roles to see the game, see it from different angles. So, uh, but we work closely with all of our officials, the head of officials. Um, But uh, it's been a Great experience for me as far as like, um, you know, anybody can submit a rule in regards to an athletic director, uh, anybody, you know, coaches, referees, Mm -hmm. and when we get those rules. I mean, we diligently go through them and we hash it out. There's 12 of us that vote and um, we hash it out in that room. uh, And then we also, we meet the same time that men's basketball committee meets and um, we don't, we don't sit in the same room together as far as when we hash out our rules, right. but we do talk to them. Um, because, you know, we do want our games, they don't have to be exactly like, as you know, they're not, right. but we, we don't want like, you know, we don't want our floor markings to look you know way different or something. Right. You know, we still kind of want there to be some consistencies in our games. Um, so, um, but it, it's, it's really, uh, uh, it's really a process every rule changes are every two years. It's not every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, the biggest thing in regard to our, our rule changes, I think it's been great for our game, I, you know, and you would sure know too because you watch a lot of sports, is, is the uh, advancing the ball in the timeout mm-hmm. uh, I think has been probably one of the most significant things we've ever done uh, to make in our game. I mean, women's basketball is at an all-time high right now. Right. It's being watched more. Um, we're shooting the ball better. Uh, all of it is at an all-time high. But I think when we went to those quarters, and I feel like when we went to um, – the advancing the ball was probably the two biggest things. And we did all those rules at one time. Now I was not on the committee at that time, but I felt like that, that really, uh, we want to make our game faster. We want it to flow better. We don't want a lot of stoppage in our game. Um, that's where kind of the philosophy where women's basketball is headed, headed. And uh, I think since we've done that, it's been really, really, um, uh, Improve for us as far as people watching the game.
0: Yeah, I don't any doubt. The, quarter, the change of quarters has had a tremendous impact, I think, on the game.
1: Yeah, yeah, and advancing the ball with under a minute, being able to take the ball on a right. sideline, uh, and you know, in front of your bench, not having to go, that, that's huge. I mean, it's just like the NBA. Like, right. it's great for us. Um, I just think it's made it more – and as a coach, that's probably been the rule that I've had to really kind of go, okay, we've got to teach this differently. We've sure. got to really spend a lot of time on sideline out of bounds. Mm-hmm. you know whereas before we didn't give it that kind of time right. but now it's very yeah we, we spent a lot of time on that
0: and you mentioned your coaching staff and you got two assistants now who played for you and and knock and and jama so that's got to yeah. give you a lot of confidence and then you've got a new assistant barbara ferris who yeah. has a tremendous background
1: yeah i'm telling you if my team can beat my staff, <laughs> we'll win the league
0: there's no doubt. <laughs> I think, I think you put the three of them together. And, and
1: uh, that's even them. with me trying to be on the team, trying to play.
0: <laughs> Talk a little bit about Barbara yeah. and what she brings.
1: Yeah, Barbara. Uh, yeah, Barbara, just her uh, – you know, Barbara, when when I first got a – I got her – that's what I'm saying. I got her name through a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. And I was actually uh, – um, she had said, I got a couple names for you. And she gave me your name. And – um, then she gave me another. I had to call about her, and I called another friend of ours and got. But I couldn't. She couldn't say enough good things about Barb Barbara. I mean, obviously her as a coach. I mean, her high school. She was a high school coach in Louisiana, uh-huh. won five straight state titles. Um, but when you look at her playing career, her coaching career, um, played it. You know, was was graduated from Tulane. All right. Um, you know, and then and then you know playing in WNBA for as long as she did playing overseas. Um, I mean, just incredible experience that she can relate to players and then playing for Bill Ambeer or, and then coaching under Bill Ambeer. Right. I mean, you know, she, she talks a lot about what she learned from him. and uh, She also worked with Katie Smith, uh, another really good one. Um, so between that and, and her coaching, you know, in her high school, she, she gets this, she, she understands the student-athlete, Um, she understands the value of a degree because she has a great degree from Tulane. So Mm -hmm. she gets it. um, But uh, you just can't help, but respect her. Plus she's six foot three and she kind of commands the room, you know? So, uh, but you know, having her and then, you know, I mean, not played, uh, Pro also, right. uh, so far on our recruiting calls, they love the fact of coaching or talking to them, and they have two. We have two coaches on our staff that played pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the kids that we recruit, they want to play professional sure. basketball. Not all of them, but but a lot of them do.
0: Um, and for Barbara, too, she opens up a new recruiting area for you in Louisiana. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Her contacts, I mean, she's very well respected. You know, I really – you know, you try to go find something that maybe would give you a red flag and not hiring someone. Ricky, I couldn't find anything. And, you know, as you know, we, we talked to everybody. We talked to everybody we can and couldn't find anything. Uh, so she's been a great asset. But, yeah, she's got great ties as far as high school coaches. I mean, she was – in that Uh and she's just very well respected and very well liked which i think uh is 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 going to help us pull some of those kids in her in that area
2: Stetson fans, Bud Light is proud to be the official beer of Stetson University. Making friends is Bud Light's business, and as part of this, Bud Light wants to remind everyone that choosing a designated driver is what good friends do. Bud Light, Daytona Beverages, and Stetson University thanks everyone for making a responsible choice in choosing a designated driver.
0: Back-to-back questions that are going to go the opposite direction. What's been the highlight of your time at Stetson?
1: Oh, wow. That's a, that's a great question. Um, probably the highlight, um, I don't think you can replace the miracle and make, you know, if I had to pick, well, I don't know, a moment, like a moment Mm -hmm. that, that, that happened. Um, I don't think I'll ever, well, I don't know. I might, it'd be great if I did experience a shot like that. Um, I was stunned, you know, and, and, um, that, that probably, uh, was an incredible experience, but, um, if I had to pick a moment, no. um, but my highlight, Ricky, really has just, just been the, I don't know, we just got such great camaraderie here yeah. and, uh, we really do. And, uh, I think, uh, you yeah, know, with our student athletes, but I think with a lot of people on the staff, you know, I love, love the staffs here and not just my staff, but, people that worked here and, and uh, that's been the highlight of the people.
0: What's been the biggest challenge and most difficult thing and how have you overcome that?
1: Yeah, the, 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 uh, probably the most challenging thing um, here has been just, um, you know, that we've got to, we've got to recruit a high, not that it's, it's a bad thing, but it's challenging the high academic, right. you know, great player. And, we're, we can't just, and, I, and I'm glad because our asset, that's our asset. That's why people like us, mm-hmm. but it also in revolt, when you're recruiting, your window is not real wide. You, you have to sign, you know, a certain type of student athlete. And, you know, um, that, that's challenging for us because I don't think we really identify, you know, in, with anyone in our league in right. you know, conference, um, has, has evolved and changed and, when the Belmonts or Merchers were in here, they we identified with them. Sure. But I think that's a challenge we have that um, I don't necessarily think that anybody in our league has. And uh, I think for Donnie and for me, that's been the biggest challenge. But it's also our greatest asset, so sure. I'm not complaining. Um, it's just something we have to navigate through and get through and just make sure we're recruiting the right kids.
0: What accomplishment in your career are you proudest of?
1: Oh... Yeah, I don't know. That's that's, uh, that's another great question. You're having me some tough ones, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I've never really gone back and reflected on that, you know. Um,
0: yeah, the winning is winning is coaching two different programs' histories. So,
1: yeah, I don't know, Ricky. I don't, You know, you know all those stats. That's what you do. You're really good at that. <laughs> I never seen anything. You can reel out numbers. I don't even know between you. Know, you telling me stuff like that. You tell me so many like that. I didn't even really know that. You know, I I just kind of. Um, you know, I I don't know. I probably most proudest, honestly, of, of when former players come back and they stay in touch, you know, I I think, you know, as coaches, um, sure we're evaluated on, on our wins and losses, but we leave it to people like you all to answer those questions. Mm -hmm. What is the greatest, you know, um, for me, as far as the experience, when we have players, uh, that have graduated from here and they still come back and they want to stay in touch with coach Bria. That means more to me than anything because I'm always going to be coach. but they don't have to, right. but yet they still do. I just think, you know, that's what I enjoy the most because that's, you know, when you're the coach, you have to have some lines, You've got to have lines there. Sure. Uh, but once they graduate um, to have that, that friendship and still have that with them, that means more to me than, than anything because um, you know, it's, it's fun to watch them, you know, get married, have children. Uh, that's been the most rewarding thing for me.
0: So what motivates you every day?
1: You know, every day I, I just, I want to be great. Uh, I just do. Like I want to I be better than I was yesterday. I've always had that driven, I'm not afraid to learn. I'm not afraid to say when I don't know. I'm not afraid to say, oh, my bad, my mistake. You know, I think you got you to gotta be humble. And uh, I've just always tried to treat winning and losing the same. You know, you can't got to stay right here with this business. Um, and um, what motivates me is just I think you constantly as a coach have to keep getting better. And if you don't, then you're going to get really lost in this. You're going to get way behind and you can't afford to be behind very long.
0: No, you can't. What, no. is, your, what is your most treasured childhood memory? Um, uh,
1: Sunday dinners. Um, Sunday dinners were always Italian spaghetti and meatballs. So, Some um, treasured memories are Sunday dinners with the big Italian family. Sunday, three o'clock spaghetti and meatballs every, every Sunday. Absolutely. You still do that? Still do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Still do that. It's kind of the Italian way. Sunday dinner. Sunday dinner. That's, Sunday dinner. that's, that's right.
0: <laughs> what are your, what are your game day superstitions?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. This one's easy. Uh, I'm really funny about my play board. So, um, I pretty much come up here to the office and I, um, I want to make sure nobody's touched my board. Like don't touch my board. Like <laughs> if you touch my board, like it really freaks me out. <laughs> I had a Coach one time kind of grab my board, and start drawing. I was like, Oh my gosh, get my board, you know? So, um, so I have two of them, I have two boards and, um, I come up here and I clean them off. Even if they're clean, I still clean them and clean them real good. And then I put, get my play sheet ready and I, Tape it on the back of my play sheet, you know, real nice. And I uh, get mother, get them all, both of them, real clean. And then I get uh, for some reason I don't know what it is about cough drops. I just, I just, I take down five cough drops and I lay them right on the uh, right there where uh, you know they they uh, announce our games or or where the uh, face where the TV. Yeah. TV people, I think, yeah. 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 I, I lay them right there, and I don't know why five. One for every quarter, and then overtime, I don't know. <laughs> I, I've always done that, and um, and I make sure they face over. But I don't like anybody touching them, like before the game. Uh, Jama can hand them to me during the game, but don't – and then if the play she gets wrinkled, anybody – it freaks me out a little bit. So, yeah, that those are my uh, – That that's definitely a ritual that that's going to happen every game.
0: This is just kind of a deal to get you in the zone, get you ready to go.
1: Yes, yes, and you know, play sheet. I've filled it out and I've highlighted, you know, the sets I think that are going to work and our end of game stuff. So I go through and highlight that through the scout. Um, so the, the play sheet's a real big deal to me, but it's got to be at a certain location. So, um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I learned that from Katie Meyer. She had a, a play sheet, and I started doing that after um, after working uh, for her. So how
0: do you like to spend your time away from school and away from sports?
1: I really don't spend any time away from sports, Ricky. I really don't. I'm not going to lie. I understand that. (laughs) I don't. I'm a lot like you in that regard. You know, what else is there? You know, I guess there's Netflix. But I'm pretty behind on that, too. I I mean, I've caught up a little bit on Netflix because of this. There's been no sports really on, at least new ones. Um, But I I love sports. I I will watch – I will watch anything uh, the only thing I don't like watching is actually the cards when they put card game like, you know poker I don't oh, like watching right. that um you know but anything else I love sports I don't care what it is um even if I don't play it I enjoy watching it um but I don't I don't know you know to me this is just like the best job in the world I don't know why everybody doesn't one live in Florida and two I okay. don't coach you know um but you know I guess officiating is good too I guess I don't know but um you know, I really uh, it was good to have the WBA WNBA on the other day, right. you know, so um, and then but I, I will watch anything and I'm I'm really praying that we have football seasons. So I don't know what I'll do if we don't have football season. Yeah it's gonna be rough.
3: Want to cheer on the Hatters at their next away game? Maybe you're visiting family or just looking for a fun getaway. Whatever the reason for your next takeoff, make sure you fly the official airport of Stetson Athletics Orlando Sanford International Airport. With over 75 nonstop destinations, let SFB get you to your next adventure. Visit flysfb.com for more information.
0: So who's who's the most famous person you've ever met? And when and where was that?
1: Um most famous would be um well i met i met uh dr j okay met dr j when i was at ucf we spoke at a clinic together so i met him um he's probably the most famous person that i've ever met yeah it was it was it was dr j um and i got a picture with him and everything oh. too um um uh, i did run into martina Navratilova one time but i didn't get a picture with her i ran into her at an airport um, that's but that go. was great. I'm such a tennis fan, so it was great to uh, to run into her and at least get to shake her hand and that type thing. Uh, that's really about it. I really don't know a lot of famous people. Yeah, everybody,
0: everybody crosses paths with somebody famous at some point. So yeah, it's always some especially yeah, when you do. travel a lot.
1: Who's yours most famous? Who? Who? What about you? Oh Church? man,
0: uh, well, probably the most famous would be uh, President Bush.
1: Did you really? Wow! I
0: got to meet him in the press box at uh, Rosenblatt Stadium in Omaha.
1: That's awesome. So, that it's yeah. awesome had to meet a president. guys that's
0: great. that's That's probably the best one for me, but uh, yeah, I had a few quick questions. We'll go over and then we'll wrap this up. Um, okay. what uh, What books are you reading right now? Who are some of your favorite authors?
1: Yeah, I'm reading uh, the Motive by Patrick Lincioni. okay? It's called The Motive okay. and it's about um, it's about leadership and it's about what motivates you to be a leader. Uh, he is definitely one of my favorite authors. Mm Um, I'm also, uh, I'm in the middle of another book he wrote. It's called the advantage. And it talks about, uh, culture and teams. What could give you a slight advantage, uh, to either winning or success or making more money. Um, that's also been everything he writes has, has been excellent to me. Um, probably, um, you know, he would be one of my favorite authors. And, uh, uh, the other author would be, um, I would say Mark Batterson. He wrote, um, uh, I've written, Oh gosh, he's wild goose chase. He's, he's more of a, um, you know, he's, he's a pastor, okay. uh, so a lot about faith. Um, so I really have enjoyed, um, most of his books, if not all of his books as well. Um, he wrote a book called in a pit with a line on a snowy day. It's one of my favorite books. Um, so, you know, I, I, I am a big reader. I really enjoy reading. Um, uh, you know, I think leaders are readers and, um, I think, um, I'm a big Andy Stanley fan. You know, I'm big on podcasts right now too, Ricky. That's you know? a good thing. I like that. That is a good thing. I'm big on podcasts. So um, Andy Stanley oh. is a great podcast, and I really like uh, TD Jakes. You know, TD Jakes, I do. Uh, West by God, Virginia. He preached in West Virginia, and I, I'm a big. When I got to bring out the heavy artillery, I bring out TD Jakes. TD Jakes, you bring out the heavy artillery. I get them on TD Jakes. So, I
0: gotcha. Yeah, right. absolutely. What's your favorite breakfast cereal?
1: I don't eat cereal. I don't eat breakfast. Don't eat breakfast. I don't eat any breakfast. Most important meal eat. of the day and you don't eat breakfast. I don't. I don't eat breakfast. I, I'm a coffee drinker. As long as I have that coffee, I'm good. Um, for some reason, I'm just not hungry when I first wake up. Well, that's- so I, 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 you know, love lunch. I love dinner. But I'm just, as soon as I get up, I just want some water and coffee. That's it. You know, that's it.
0: Who's your favorite cartoon character? Uh,
1: probably Snoopy.
0: Favorite superhero?
1: Uh, gosh, that's a great. Well, I don't know. Probably, um, I don't know. I really kind of like Wonder Woman. you know Maybe. I watched her growing up. She had those braces where she'd go like this, you makes, know. Makes perfect stuff. sense. I think Wonder Woman, yeah, would be my favorite. Yeah, she was. She was really bad. She was yeah. bad. Yeah. She, was, she was tough.
0: If you could have yeah. one superpower yourself, what would it be and why? <laughs>
1: One superpower. (laughs) Well, probably um, right off, I'd like just to kind of like, you know, beam me up. Like beam, beam. I could get anywhere I wanted to. You know, kind of like beam me up, Scotty.
0: I know you Um, don't like to fly, so that makes sense. I hate to
1: fly. So, (laughs) Ricky, I really think that would be it. If I even had to think about it, it would still be it. Yeah. Because I've never really thought about that. But for sure, I would beam, beam, beam. I would just show up. I'd just show up right there in your office. Just show up, you know. All right. Well,
0: no let's, let's take the flying out of it. Where would you want to go for a dream vacation?
1: Um, I, I really want to go to uh, Italy, anywhere in Italy. I do not care. I've never been there. Um, I mean, I'd like to go hit them all, Rome, Venice, you know, all of it. Um, I've never been, you know, um, and uh, it's funny because I, you know, one of my best friends, my BFF, she's full-blooded German. And she would always come to our Sunday dinners uh, growing up as a child, and right. of course she would cut her spaghetti. And my dad would go, "Don't cut your spaghetti. You're not supposed to cut the spaghetti." And so she taught. He taught her not to do this. So, but she's been in Italy like four times. And I said, "You know, there's something wrong with this picture. You're the full-blooded German and the full-blooded Italian. You've been four times. So, um, I really, really want to go over there, um, you know, and and vacation and see what life's about over there." Who was your celebrity crush on when you were 12? Oh, Tom Cruise. No question about that. Tom, I mean, Tom. Absolutely Tom Cruise. I mean, oh, absolutely. I mean. Big Top Gun was, fan. Yeah. Huh? huh? Big Top Gun fan. Top Gun. That's what it's Exactly right. Top <laughs> Gun. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: let's go right into that. What are your favorite
1: movies? Uh, Rocky II is my favorite because he wins. Yeah. Yeah, he wins. Rocky II, definitely one of my, and I really like my cousin Vinny. I know it's a little crazy, but I think it's so funny. I think it's hilarious. I think that's one of the most funniest. A little Italian in there. Yeah, a little bit of Italian in there. Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> and I would probably say, uh, oh, gosh. Um, I, I really liked um, Apollo 13. Yeah, that was a good point. I thought that was a real good movie. Um, I, I like True Stories. Mm-hmm. I'm really big on True Stories. Um, um, and that was... That was phenomenal what they did, what they went through, you know. So uh, that one would rank up there in my top top three for sure. Apollo thirteen. What's your favorite yeah. Christmas movie? Um, A Christmas Story. Shoot your eye out, kid. That's it. That's the one. Yeah, um, I mean, you can't help but love him, you know.
0: What uh, What TV show or shows are you binging on right now? Because everybody is, because there's nothing else to do. Nothing
1: else to watch. Um, well, I, I I have watched Grey's Anatomy, so I do watch that. Um, you know, uh, TV shows. You know, if anything, I guess I'm kind of a, a like a forensic files kind of. You know, I do enjoy the forensic files. I'm intrigued by how they can do things of that nature now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, I feel sad. Um, It's sad to me somebody's got to die to have that show, though, so I hate that part of it. But, um, you know, I really uh, – I I was watching – actually, it's one of the things our team did, too. We picked a Netflix. It's one of the uh, team bonding things we did through Zoom was we picked a Netflix um, uh, show to go through, uh, you know, like The Last Dance and that Mm -hmm. type of thing and talked about it. So that was always real interesting. What did you go through? Uh, I'm sorry.
0: What thing? What show did you do with the team?
1: We did. Um, gosh, I can't the names. Uh, the last Last Dance was one of them. Okay. And then um, uh, we did a, one. Her name was Madame C.J. Walker. Okay. And uh, it was really good because we we went through that one because obviously you know she was a um, she was a African-American woman at a time. And I can't even remember the year 18 something or mm-hmm. before or something like, and they talked about how she came up with this hair solution and she became a millionaire even back then. But it wow. was great because it got our team to talk about, uh, you know, the injustice sure. and, you know, with social injustice being, you know, uh, at the forefront of everybody's mind, it was really good that we got to watch something and watch someone else go through something at a time that was, you know, not say it's even harder, but really she, she had no help. I mean, Mm -hmm. no, nothing, you know, and, uh, what she had to go through the toughness and the adversity. Um, our kids really did a good job of, of talking about that and, and, uh, just coming out, you know, talking out with a lot of that, a lot of those fears and what they go through now kind of led us. Mm -hmm. And really what we found was it's very similar to, we're talking about the same things, you know, and we, we said that, why are we still talking about this? You know, mm-hmm. was, she was back in, you know, I don't know, hundred years ago. and We're still talking about this, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, you know, it was, uh, it was good for us. So that was one of the ones we went through as well.
0: That's a good, it's a great idea to go, yeah. Th- to go through. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then we, uh, we did one on, um, uh, Bill Walton. We watched, uh, the story on Bill Walton as well.
0: He, he's a quite a character.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Who was your favorite concert, when and where? Or your first concert?
1: Uh, First concert I ever saw? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I was seven. I was seven years old, and I saw Frankie Valli. My sister took me to see Frankie Valli in concert. Um, It's another one of my favorite movies, too, The Jersey Boys. There
0: you
1: go. Yes. Uh, And actually, I've seen Frankie Valli like four times now. I go see him every chance. He's like 80-something still. 84 or something. He's still doing it.
0: So who and what kind of music do you listen to now?
1: Um, you know, I, I, I really like a variety. I like, a, um, I'm mainly a country music person. You know, I like country music. Um, I listen to also Christian gospel. Mm-hmm. I like gospel, really like gospel music. Um, but I would probably lean a little more towards country. Um. You know, I like the I like the old country and the new country. It doesn't matter. You know, um, uh, Rascal Flat's probably one of my favorites. Um, um, I like, uh, you know, the old ones like Ben Skill. And, but I like the new new ones too, you know, yeah. like Luke Ryan and um, Jason Aldean. I like them as well. So, um, But I, I really like a cross section of music. You know, I don't, I, I stopped seeing B.B. B. King in concert. I did see him that song three times. Uh, he he did a great concert, um, but I've seen a ton of concerts. Um, you know, uh, I just like anything that has talent. If there's talent, I enjoy watching it. You know, so um, but I've also seen like Justin Timberlake, so uh, Britney Spears. I've mm-hmm. seen some some of the bubble gum ones too. You know, so to speak.
0: Well, I know you. I know you're an Elvis fan. So my first. Concert, I am an Elvis fan. I never first, got even. My first concert was Elvis.
1: Was it? Okay. That's great. I am a huge, and, and, you know, and he was really before my era, but I still, I'm an Elvis junkie. You know, I really, I love Elvis. Yeah. Um, and me and my mom listen to Elvis all the time together. So that's the other reason I really enjoy it. I grew up on Elvis.
0: So what's your uh, go-to karaoke song?
1: Uh, Take Me Home Country Roads. That's easy. That's easy. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I love, I love karaoke too. I'm not a good singer, but I sure do enjoy it. You know? <laughs> Cause I love music.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your favorite place to go to dinner?
1: Um, you know, a lot of people would think Italian, but I really don't enjoy going to Italian restaurants cause it's mm-hmm. so it's homemade, you know, uh, at my house. So, um, I would probably say here, my favorite place is a place called, um, our deck down under. And, uh, have you ever been over there? I'm not. In Daytona? And, uh, it's, a uh, it's, it's, crab legs and uh shrimp and it's right there on the water uh you can get you a pound of crab legs which i love seafood um you know i love sitting there and you break them and it's i mean i got it down i know exactly you don't want to go there on a first date but it's great to whether you break them and dip them in that nice yeah. butter i love it love it
0: and i know you've had to go on to rocco's in cerrito west virginia
1: Rock, no, I haven't gone there.
0: You haven't been to Rocco's. you got to go to Rocco's. Oh, no, where is it? In Cerrito Canova, yeah.
1: Is it really? Yeah, Rocco's. Right outside of it? Heard of it, not been there. It's the place to go. I need to, to get that then. That's the place to go. Is it seafood?
0: No, it's Italian.
1: Italian. Oh, it's okay. It's authentic we'll Italian, again.
0: yeah.
1: Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's yeah really, I'll really have good. to do that because not there are not too many Italian places I really like. Yeah. Um, there's actually a couple places in the land that, that aren't bad. The mm-hmm. Italian food, but um, it's just not home. No, it's not home.
0: No, well, that's that's probably close to home as you can get for you in West Virginia. Okay, that's
1: good to know. I mean, it's, good and, know. and
0: it's Rocco's and Rocco goes, and you'll see Rocco back when I lived there. You'd see him at the grocery store buying fresh produce and and going back to the restaurant to make make dinner. It yeah, was really, really good. Yeah. Um. So we'll wrap this up. Uh, what what are you most looking forward to when we get back to normal, whatever normal is going to be in the future?
1: Yeah. Um, just, I think for me, you know, I'm looking forward to, I guess, not just necessarily having us all here, but I think, you know, I think it's, a. Uh, While this time has been challenging. It's also been, it's not what I would have wanted. It's allowed me to kind of, um, maybe uh, reset mm-hmm. or, you know, do some things I normally wouldn't have done or right. couldn't have done. Like it's really allowed me to dive deeper into some books, mm-hmm. um, into culture, into, um, you know, how we evaluate, how we hire, uh, which I normally would not have gotten to have done. It's the first July Ricky I've had in 28, 29 years that I have not been on the road. Yeah. Um, so, I don't think I want to go back to normal. I do from a standpoint that we get to play, but I don't want to go back to just normal. I want to go back to better. And I think, um, I'm looking forward to them being here, but I also think I'm really kind of refreshed or rejuvenated in regards to, I've been able finally to do some things that you just never have time for because you're always hitting the road and you're traveling and, um, it's been it's been a good good space for me to be able to have that.
0: Well, this has been a great space for me to have you on the podcast today. And well, really, it's been I've a great conversation.
1: You've you thrown me some major curveballs. I know you're a baseball junkie. I'm thinking I <laughs> should think about that. You know, you ask me some tough questions. They've all been great questions, but that's been really a lot of fun. Yeah, I, really
0: I appreciate you being on and uh, look forward to seeing what your team's going to do this fall because uh, right. going to your games is uh, one of the highlights of the year for me.
1: Yeah. Well, Ricky, do a great job. You know, I appreciate you and certainly just value you and respect you a ton.
0: Thank you very much, Lynn. And that'll do it for this edition of how to chatter the podcast presented by insight credit union. I'd like to thank all of our corporate sponsors who make it possible for Stetson university and Stetson athletics to provide our more than 400 student athletes, a quality experience on the courts and fields of competition in the same way, the faculty provides all Stetson University students a quality educational experience. Those sponsors include, of course, our presenting sponsor, Insight Credit Union. Other sponsors include Florida Public Utilities. Visit askforgas.com for more information. Geico Insurance 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com to find out how. Advent Health. Visit WestValusia.com, Old Florida, New Vibe, Coca-Cola Beverages of Florida, the Alliance Community for Retirement Living, Bud Light, the official beer of Stetson University, Florida Orthopedic Associates, if it hurts, see them first, Hampton Inn and Suites of DeLand, ImageWorks, your one-stop corporate identity shop, Main Street Community Bank, familiar name, familiar faces, familiar bank. Morningstar Storage, the space you need, the way you want it. Orlando Sanford International Airport, visit flysfb.com, simpler, faster, better. Total Comfort, the name you can trust. And Weston Lake Mary Orlando North, for a better you. Thank you to all of our corporate sponsors.